As y'all know, my name is Erica Jordan Thomas. I'm super excited for another Office Hours with EJT. And for anyone who's new to the group or this is your first Office Hours with EJT, I'll just share just briefly um, what this is and how this works. And so Office Hours, well, first off, let me just share with you who I am. So I am Erica Jordan Thomas. I created this community for educators who are launching and growing their consulting business to be able to have a space, an inclusive space where we can support, encourage, and grow and learn together. And so office hours with, um, well, back up, y'all, forgive me, it's 6.30 and I've been Zooming all day. Um, so my name is Erica Jordan Thomas. I'm a former teacher, former uh, instructional coach, former assistant principal, former principal, and I'm currently a full-time doctoral student in education leadership at Harvard Graduate School of Education. I launched my consulting business three years ago. And it's been the most beautiful and amazing journey. So when I launched my consulting business, it was um, I had no website. I had no business plan. I was just kind of like going and figuring it out and have since learned a ton of lessons along the way of, of, of what to do as a business owner, of how to grow your business, how to grow a healthy, sustainable, profitable business. And so this space is, is one of those lessons of being able to learning the importance and value of having an entrepreneur community. And the, the added benefit is that we're all educators. And so this is not just around consulting, it's around education consulting and that shared identity of entrepreneurship and educator is what makes this place, this community so special. So if you're just now logging in with me, say what's up in the chat, let me know you're here. Um, so that way we can build some community together as we have JT Office Hours. So just briefly how JT Office Hours works is every other Thursday, um, we'll post in the group a poll of five questions. And you can add questions to the poll if you want, a, you have a question that you want to be added, but uh, the community will then vote on those questions and the questions, the top three questions with the most votes, I'll go live the next Thursday and answer those questions. So we're going live tonight and answering the questions from last week's poll. And I got some notes here. So if you see me looking over, I'm looking at my notes so that way I make sure I don't miss any of the points um, that I put down. I'm going to put my little, I got a little whiteboard here off to the side. It's my little work whiteboard. Put my marker back up there. All right. So we have three questions tonight that I'm going to go through. Those three questions are, if I am not doing this full time, how do I avoid a conflict of interest? The second question is, what is the estimated timeline to launch? And then the third question is, should I accept free consulting engagements to build my business? Juicy questions. Oh, I love these questions. These are so, so good. Okay, so um, we're going to start with question number one. Of if I'm not doing this full time, how do I avoid a conflict of interest? So this is a great question because for many of us in the group, we are launching our businesses full time. So I'm I've I've had my business for three years as a six figure business, but it's still a side hustle for me right now. So I still have a 
I still have a full-time obligation. And so if you are wondering, like, can I do my consulting business while working full-time? You absolutely can. When I started my consulting business, I was still a principal. So just want to kind of dispel that myth um, that you can have your consulting business while you're working full-time. And this is an important question, acknowledging that you just have to, There's if you're working full-time, then you just have to be thoughtful of if there are any conflicting interests and how to navigate those. So um, here's just a couple of just personal tips, recommendations. You want to Google everything that I say you want to, you know, obviously do your due diligence to be able to assess your own situation and context. But the first thing that you want to do, I would recommend you do is that you actually go back and look at your employment contract just to be able to see what language that they use and define related to any type of of additional work outside of your employment. So that's just the first thing because organizations and companies use different language. And sometimes that language can be really helpful in how your organization uh, defines a conflict of interest. You might be able to find that in your contract. So that would be my first recommendation is actually go to your employment contract that you you, you like likely signed when you got on board and just review that. And then the second, um, second and third-ish type of thoughts are, I just came up with some questions that I think could be helpful for you to consider as you're you're navigating, you know, or defining what could be a conflict of interest for your own context. So here are a couple of questions just to kind of um, consider um, to, because, you know, most of the time conflict of, like someone isn't going to tell you something is a conflict of interest. You're going to have to assess the situation for yourself um, rather than, you know, um, the client is going to tell you that's a conflict of interest. That likely will not happen. You're going to have to kind of have some of that clarity in order to assess your own situation. So uh, the first question to consider is does the contract compete with your employer? So when I say, does the contract compete with your employer, meaning by you taking on this contract, are you actually taking business away from your employer? So um, I'm trying to think of an example, um, but when I sometimes you might hear in the business world, like a non-compete clause where, you know, if, um, you are working for an organization that provides coaching to teachers and um, one of the teachers that's being coached through the program, um, you build a really strong relationship with and then you decide to, you know, fold them into your own personal business. Um, that could potentially be a situation where you're actually taking business away from your organization. Um, so that's one of those sticky situations that could potentially be a conflict of interest. Um, so that's question number one is does the contract or oppor- consulting opportunity that you're thinking about actually take business away from your your organization? Which, of course, that's a really, really broad and open question. But no, I'm just giving you these as guides. You always, again, just want to do your own uh, due diligence, your own, um, you know, I'm not your HR department. I'm not a lawyer. (laughs) And so I'm just giving these kind of just as some helpful strategies to help you out. But um, these are kind of some some general things that I would personally think through um, to kind of assess my conflict of interest or potential conflict of interest. The second is, um, does the contract influence your decision making in your current role? So, you know, a lot of examples that we see kind of in school districts when it comes to conflict of interest is if 
a um, board member or a superintendent is is consulting for, let's say, a curriculum company. And then it comes time for that district to choose their curriculum. Well, there's a conflict of interest because your consulting opportunity would could potentially influence your decision making because you're contracted by a company and you might potentially it's people couldn't trust that you would be neutral in that situation because you're being paid by by um, a curriculum organization. So that's another question to kind of think through is uh, does this contract influence your decision making? And even though you might say, no, I could still be neutral uh, from an outsider standpoint, if you're getting paid by another organization that um, you would be in a position to potentially influence a dis- uh that might potentially influence your decision-making within your your role, then that could be a potential conflict of interest. And then um, the last, last one, and this really isn't like conflict of interest in the most, um, I think like technical or legal sense, but it's just something kind of to be aware of, is does the contract compromise your work in your full-time role? And so... Um, this again, this isn't like probably in the 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 most concrete definition of conflict of interest. Um, but if let's say, obviously this this example doesn't apply to now in COVID world, but if you had a contract that required you to travel a week of out of the month, and let's say you are a teacher or you're a principal, but that's going to compromise your your full-time role by having to not be present um, once out of the month, um, one week out of the month. So uh, just some questions to think through. Again, you just want to do your own due diligence. That's why I just started with the place of going back to the contract um, that you signed when you were employed. And then I would also just reach out to your HR department and just ask them like, hey, can you give me some examples of what conflict of interest might look like? within the context of our organization, just so that way, you know, you're you're really crystal clear. Um, because like I said, you're going to be in a position where you're going to have to make the judgment call yourself. Um, and, you know, worst case scenario, you can always have an opportunity and go and ask HR. So it's 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 up to you in terms of how, how um, you want to handle those situations. But those are just a couple of questions to think through. All right. Question number two is what is the estimated timeline to launch? So great, great question. And I will first name that I think it's important for you to kind of think through of like how you define launch. Like what does launch mean to you? So people define launching differently. Some people consider a launch when they get their first client. Some people define the word launch by when they formally register their business with the state, meaning they file for an LLC. Some people might define a launch as well when I, I you know, publish my website is when I'm, I launch. So that's my first kind of healthy pushing question is how do you define the word launch? Because that matters. Um, personally, for me, the way I define the word launch is that you launch the moment you have an idea for your business. And so the moment you wake up and you decide you get clear on who you want to serve and how you want to serve them, you've launched. 
So you may not have a website. You may not have told anybody yet. You may not have filed your LLC. So I just, I just, you know, say that how you define the word launch matters. And I would encourage you to, to give yourself the open space to have an open definition of launch because sometimes we put so much emphasis on having certain boxes checked before we launch that we actually put off bringing in revenue in our business because it's like, oh, well, I haven't launched yet. So I can't you know, talk to clients. So I can't do that. I need to get my website together first. So I, I, I use the definition of the moment you have an idea or clarity around your business or the, that you want to launch a consulting business that you've launched because if you if you operate from that definition of the moment you have the idea of your consulting business you've launched that puts you in a position to be able to go after your first contract and you you you're you're not going to tie yourself to some superficial boxes that are, that need to be checked that actually don't have to be checked um you know i got my first consulting contract within 2 weeks um i didn't have a website i think i had i had just filed an LLC. I know I had an LLC by the time I needed to do the paperwork, but I can't recall if I had, because it was pretty close around the same time of versus when I, I had confirmed my, my contract versus when I filed my LLC. Um, so so I, I just share that with you of um, what's your definition. I encourage you to keep it open. I encourage you to to put yourself in a mindset that you have already launched and to go after getting your clients. Um, Because each of you are in a position, I promise you, I promise you, you could get a client within the next two to four weeks. I guarantee you could get a client within two to four weeks. Um, So don't let, you know, some, some boxes sometimes that we come up with that we have to check first in order to do that, get in your way. Um, So that is... Question number two. And then the last question, question number three, is should I accept free consulting engagements to build my business? Great, great question. So um, anytime I get asked this question, I always recommend a podcast that when I um, end this live, I'll drop into the comments. But it is uh, an episode from Lovia La- Jahi and Yvonne Orji. They um, have a podcast called Jesus and Joloff. And I'll have to go back and pull the exact season and episode number. Um, but it's the title of the episode is the fine, uh, the fine Print of Success. And in that episode, um, they talk about how, and this is a little bit different context uh, than this particular question, but it's still, I think it's still important that... Um, there's a point in your business where um, you have to get really clear on you you no longer say yes to everything. Um, and so they share these five questions that they use to be able to assess whether or not they should accept a particular opportunity, a particular engagement. So I'm going to share with you these five questions that come from this podcast. And again, I'll drop the link um, of the particular episode here as soon as I I end the live. But um, I think these five questions are helpful for you to ask yourself when you are considering whether or not to accept an opportunity, regardless of the stage of your business. So even if you're starting out and it's a free engagement and you're wondering whether or not you should accept it, 
or whether you are a little further along in your business and now you have to think really critically around your time and what you say yes to, these five questions I think will still be meaningful. So the first question is, does it pay my fee? So that's question number one. That's one of five questions. Question number two is, will I enjoy it? Meaning, will it give me joy? Will this excite me? Will this get me up out of the bed? Question number three is, is it something new or different that I haven't done? So is this going to provide you a new opportunity, a new way to, to exercise or build a skill, get you your first bat at something? Is this something different, um, new or different that you haven't done? Question number four is, does this elevate my profile? Meaning, will this, you know, take you to another another level in terms of credentials or um, status or expertise? Um, does this kind of position you in a different different way because you you will take on this opportunity? And then the fifth question, fifth and final question, is does this put me in front of a larger audience? So. The whole goal with these five questions is you ask yourself these five questions about the opportunity and they share, uh, Lovey and Yvonne share in the episode that you want to have three yeses out of the five in order to actually move forward. So I'll give you a quick example of about three years ago, I did a TEDx talk and that's not paid. So Someone might ask in the spirit of this question of, should I accept a a free engagement to build my business? Well, if I were to use these five questions, does it pay my fee for the TEDx talk? No, it didn't pay my fee. Will I enjoy it? I answered that question. Yes, I I would enjoy doing a TEDx talk. Is it something new or different that I, I, I haven't done? Yeah, it was something new and different, you know, being able to do a TEDx talk was new or different. And then the fourth was, would it elevate my profile? Well, yeah, given, you know, the TED Talk organization, given the reputation of the TED organization, it would elevate my profile by being able to say that I've done a TEDx talk. And then the fifth is, does it put me in front of a larger audience? Well, there would be over a thousand people in attendance. It would be recorded. It would be posted and shared. I would have the opportunity to be on the TED website, like so it would put me in front of a larger audience. So in this scenario, this in thinking through these five questions, I had four out of five yeses. So I would say yes to that opportunity. So I think these questions are really, really helpful for you to just think through if it's a free opportunity. The I think the key point under underneath these five questions is you just want to be really clear on your return on investment. So if you are investing your time, if you're investing your expertise and sharing your knowledge, what return are you going to get out of it? So sometimes the return always isn't money. Sometimes the return always isn't financial. But if you you know, have an opportunity where the return could be, I, I have more people know who I am, know about my services, know my business, and they for, therefore they could be sharing about me. The return could be, I've had the opportunity to gain experience in a new service or a new way of of sharing my expertise. Um, Or it could be, you know, 
Uh, the return could be like, it, it's something that's going to bring me joy. And so just being really clear, if it's a free opportunity, you just want to be clear on what the return on investment is for you. Because if you're not clear on the return on investment, then it probably isn't worth you saying yes to that opportunity. So those are three questions. That is our office hours tonight with JT. And want to just share with you, I've already posted this in the group, but just want to encourage folks that if uh, you are looking for support in terms of where you are in your business, I've created a quiz that you can take that will provide you with where you are based upon your responses, what stage you are in your business, and then you'll receive some recommendations for that particular stage that you're in. And so the quiz will take you no more than five minutes, I would say about three to five minutes, and then you'll be emailed your results and uh, a link to your recommendations. And so I would highly encourage you to just take the quiz because that could be really helpful in, in you being able to articulate what stage you are in your business and what priorities you should have in your business right now. So I'll drop the link to that as well in the comments here as soon as we end live, um, but just wanted you to know know about that resource and support. So thank you all for joining me for another, another week of Office Hours with JT and I hope um, you all stay safe and I will see you soon.